All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Coach's Notes number 56. It's Friday. The weekend is looming as I record this. I say that it's only coming up for lunchtime as I'm recording this on a Friday. But I can hear the weekend whispering to me. (laughs) Although I say that, I say, you know, it's the weekend, working for the weekend. Those are the nature of what I do in my life uh, and the way my life is organized. Saturday is the same as Friday in a sense, although I do relax a little bit more, I guess, on the weekend, but I do have a tendency to do some form of, of work. And how does that work? I mean, and it's not an overstressed thing. I mean, I'm just thinking about the fact that reading and researching is a part of my work. So yeah, almost kind of doing that every day. So um, Coach's Notes today is the topic. It's a topic I've, I've talked about in the past on various different shows or podcasts that I've had. Um, I've written about this before in various aspects as well. But um, one of our community members, Dave, put this in the chat in terms of a topic to talk about. And that was about peeling back the layers. Um, So I want to talk about that today. Um, It's always good to revisit that. And because I revisit this even, um, you know, very often, because I think one of the things with the layers is that um, there's so many of them that at any given time, uh, you can find yourself, you can, well, it can change and you reveal something else about yourself. But so I'm going to approach this from a number of different places. And just thinking about that, that just made me think of uh, Shrek. And he talks about being like an onion. And that ogres have layers. Onions have layers. <laughs> and that whole scene with him and uh, Donkey was funny. But yes. So layers. And I'm going to just probably mixing up some terminology here on as we go along, but um, I want to relate this back to Carl Jung and personas. Now, Carl Jung introduced this concept of the fact that we have multiple personas, and these personas are like masks. If you think of the persona as a mask, it's the different masks that we wear to adapt to the different situations and the people in our lives. And these masks represent various aspects of our personality. But one of the things that they don't do is they rarely reveal our authentic selves on a level. Because when I think about levels, I think about the fact that layers is peeling back those to find the authentic self. But these personas that Carl Jung writes about um, is this idea of the different masks that we wear to meet the different people. It's a great line from T.S. Eliot on that, isn't it? To wear the mask to meet, to greet the people that we greet. I think it was from the love song with J. Alfred Prufrock, one of my favorite poems, by the way. And the thing is with these, with these layers, with these personas, is that we develop numerous of them over time, and they can often change. And sometimes these layers are formed without sort of conscious awareness. 
And when I start talking about some techniques for revealing the layers, um, I'll come back to that. So persona, the mask that you wear, and just kind of pause for a moment and think about all the different masks that you wear. You know, like for me, I'm a, a, you know, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a brother, I'm an uncle, uh, I'm a coach, uh, I'm a writer, an artist, um, I'm a biker, I'm a avid mountain guy, um, and the list could go on. So just think about all the the lists that are the different aspects of yourself in which you are slightly different. So I might be different around my kids, for instance, than I would be with my wife, for instance. Or, you know, as I go into the office to meet with, you know, some manager or another, I have a different persona when I'm, you know, suiting up, getting on a train, headed down to London to do some professional work. So I have a professional persona that I wear. Or, you know, I've got another one for my Friday night gig. (laughs) You know, and I'm going to go hang out with my buddies. I'll have a different mask. And actually, you know, and I'm sure you can relate to this, you'll have a different mask for your different friends. So you might be one way around a set of friends and a different way around another set of friends. And it's and and it's not always these big giant profound changes. It's just subtle. There can be very subtle differences or different things that you you shift that, that you would tend to, you know, I might I won't reveal to the manager that I'm going down to meet in London and I won't relate to them in the same way that I'll be relating to my buddy when we get ready to go down to the pub. Yeah, because you they're gonna it's gonna be a different side of me that each of those people see and and I always found this bit fascinating is considering all the personas that you know you do have and the different sides of yourself that you share with different people I always thought it would be interesting to hear from those different people so so the clay low that I am to you know you as the listener, even as you're listening to this, the clay low you know is through the. If you don't know, especially if you don't know me personally, the clay low that you know is just through the coach's notes, the things that I write, and the things that I post. Um, you're hearing my voice right now on the podcast, and you know, you're listening, and 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 you form, you know, a, a picture of who I am, of who my personality is, and what kind of person I am. And, you know, and you've built this. You've built this just off of the stuff you've encountered on the coach's notes so that's a version of me that 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 you know um you might not know if you don't know me personally you won't know the version of me that goes down to the pub and hangs out with my boy you know that side of me you can guess okay he's human he probably likes to go out and have a beer and chill out and but you don't know what that you can get you can kind of guess what that person might be like just based off of what you know about me um through these coaches notes but that 
that would be your projection of who I am, not necessarily who I am. But that's how you relate to me. You're going to relate to me in the relationship to the side of me that I have revealed to you. And sometimes that revelation is deliberate. So I know that, well, I'm going to, I'm not going to present this side of me based off of the situation. And, but, you know, as I mentioned, sometimes these things, your layers, these personas develop without your conscious awareness. So you might see something in the, my behavior, my personality that I don't really don't realize that I'm projecting. And so your, your formation of me, your idea of me is based off of the persona that I project plus the one that I'm projecting that I don't know I'm projecting. So you'll know that aspect of me. So you might know me different from which I know myself. And that sounds, it sounds a bit weird. It sounds a bit confusing, but you, you will have a, you might know a, a version of me that I don't even see because I have this blind spot and I don't see it, but you see that part of my personality and, and you react to that. Um, and our relationship is built around, around, around that. Um, you know, there's always that, like that saying, somebody, I know that person better than they know themselves. And a lot of that's what's reflected in that is, yeah, we all each have a, a blind side to us and that we don't see that other people see. And then that part that we don't see again is for them is, is a part of, you know, the clay persona. And there's so many of these, some very pronounced just based off a of role, as I said, so like, you know, father or brother or husband, you know, distinct roles that that I play. Um, and then there's more subtle ones that, you know, that I am aware of and some that I am not aware of. And so the big question is then, you know, how do you, who, how do I reveal who I am? How do I even know who I am <laughs> with all these personas, you know, you know, and some conscious and some unconscious? Um, how do I even begin to know who my authentic self is? Now, some people will say, okay, well, all of these are you. So all of these personas are your authentic self, right? So it's all you. You know, it's not like you become a completely different person, although philosophically you might argue you know one what is a person and two um all these different versions are they in fact different people <laughs> um but that's for another that's for another discussion so you know how and i've often you know when i'm sort of self-reflecting and thinking about authenticity and being my authentic self it's like well actually do i even remember i've got so many personas so many masks so many of these layers do i even remember who the real clay is you know do i you know do i even remember um i don't know and and you know and i, I think this is always a worthy um, topic for self-reflection to kind of figure out who you are. I mean, even just take my name, for instance. Um, you know, my actual name is Clayton Lamont Lowe. 
right? That's my full name. Now, as a kid, my parents, well, while they named me Clayton, they never, ever called me Clayton. It was a default name because they wanted to name me. Um, they wanted to, wanted me to be a junior, so I wanted to be a, be a Colette Lowe Jr. But um, my dad got into, because Colette can be a, a girl's name as well as a boy's name. I used to get into a lot of you know, scraps over the name. So they didn't want that for me. So they got something close. Clayton is what they came out with. And, but I don't know why they named me it, but decided never to call me it. So they all call me Lamont, right? So if you go beyond my family that I have around me here and wife, kids and all that, uh, my blood relatives all know me as Lamont. Right. And I know I've told this story before, but when I used to call my grandmother from West Point, I would call collect. Um, I would forget because all, everyone outside of the, my blood relatives would call me Clay, Clayton. I'll get to the how I became Clay in a minute. Um, so when I would call home and, I, and forget that my family doesn't, my grandmother for sure didn't call me Clayton. And I said that, and she'd be like, ooh, I don't know, no, Clayton. <laughs> um, so, oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 Lamont. So almost two different people right there just off of my name, you know. Lamont is a character. And then there's Clayton. Now, Clayton is, or Clay, is actually not my name. Although I introduced myself as Clay, everything you'll see online is Clay Low, Clay Low. That's all, you know, podcast by Clay Low. My actual name is Clayton. And it was people outside of the house, well, because my family didn't call me Clayton at all. They called me Lamont. So then, but it was my friends that I guess just got tired of that extra syllable, Clayton, Clayton. <laughs> so they just started calling me clay and then i just took that on and okay well clay so then i started introducing myself so i became clay i was asking myself this question this is the thing i think i wrote about i have to find it if i can see if i can find um my little personal essay i wrote on that is like uh, when i was clayton i was yet another i'm gonna say being i was yet another person as clayton and then Clay is someone else that's different from Lamont. <laughs> um, and then I was thinking, what would it be like to be Clayton again? Uh, I had a friend that was, she said she was going to start calling me Clayton, but I think, I don't know, does Clayton just take too long for people to say? I don't know, because <laughs> uh, that didn't last very long, um, her calling me Clayton. But, you know, even now as I think, okay, well, who was Clayton as opposed to clay. Um, and there would be some really profound differences between the two, believe it or not. Um, and yeah, I'm just thinking now, I'm pausing there because I'm thinking, hmm, I have to try that experiment again to go back and be Clayton um, and see what my view of the world is like as Clayton as opposed to Clay or even Lamont. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother gig. Um so yeah, so you know, just in my name there, there's three different aspects of me. Um, and some could probably argue very distinct 
one. So if you met, so that would be interesting. If I was to, how could, how could I do that? I'm just thinking if I met someone and they met Clayton, I say they would see because I, I got someone, I would just like to, yeah, if I could meet someone as Clayton, then meet someone as Clay, and then meet someone as Lamont, and then, or maybe that's what I could do, couldn't I? So if I met uh, three people that know each other, um, but I met them as three different, as, as Clay, as Clayton, and then as Lamont, and then for them to talk and to describe um, those personality-wise, of course, I look the same. I haven't, my look doesn't change. But, um, yeah. So these layers, and I think it's easy to get lost in, certainly to kind of lose your way because you have so many layers, so many different aspects of yourself. And, you know, because you use them all the time, you don't really think about them and you're shifting in and out of them. But it's easy to lose touch with, your authentic self. And so part of an inner journey, part of a thing that, and part of the reason that the coach's notes exist, when I talk about this idea of self-inquiry, self-reflection, um, this is what it's about. It's about, okay, well, how do, how do I get past the constructs, get past what's been imposed on me through society and rules and values of others and you know all these people programming us people news media things you read you know, there's a lot of programming going on if i can shield myself from that and then actually start to peel back those layers to See, okay, let's get back and unveil my actual authentic core self. And, you know, I think if you're into this introspection uh, and you get into self, self-improvement self practice and part of that practice being self-reflection and self-inquiry, that that's the point of that. How do you get back to and find, how do you peel back the layers to find your authentic core self. I push past the various different motivations, fears, insecurities, and all other things that creates these other layers to reveal who your authentic self is. That's even, you know, I, I wrote earlier um, in the coach's notes on yesterday, I think on Thursday's note this week, and it was around... Um, you know, it was around this idea of why has it gone out of my head? <laughs> oh. oh, come on! Has it been that long of a of a week that I can't even remember yesterday? Um, and what the heck I wrote? <laughs> yeah, oh, it was the knowledge of self. How do I know that I know what I know? Um, and part, yeah. So yeah, it was it was. You know, yeah, how do I know what, based off of, you know, my various different programmings and things that, you know, how do I even know who, if I am who I am, just from the fact that I've got so much programming that's taking place, both inside the house and close family, your religions, your governments, your society that you live in, you know, there's a lot of programming going on. So how do you even know who is 
the real you, your authentic core self. So thinking about ways that you can start to peel back these layers, one of them, and my favorite one here, and the one that I practice most often is this, is the idea of self-reflection. So just engaging in uh, regular self-reflection to help you become aware of your thoughts, your emotions, your patterns. What are these? Where does that come from? Because that, you know, that's a good, you know, just to pause for a second and, okay, well, this thought pattern that's going on, where does that come from? You're almost stepping out and taking that third-party position to think, hmm, okay, that's an interesting thought. Where does that come from? And then is it even, is it even, you know, what influence? I call it um, like um, the breadcrumbs. So kind of tracing back. Where did that belief come from, for instance? Where did it come from? You know, and is it mine? Is it something that was self-imposed on me? Did I pick it up from reading? You know, does it actually still serve me? Does it actually help reinforce the person that I want to be? You know, those are all questions that you want to ask yourself when you when you start to do the self-reflection and examining where the these various layers, when you start to peel them back, that's a way of peeling them back to kind of get back to identifying you know, who's the core you versus the persona that you have adopted um, to align with whatever situation, circumstances that you find yourself in. And closely related to that is mindfulness or mindfulness meditation where you, you know, you, cultivate this non-judgmental awareness of your sort of present moment present moment experiences and just allow yourself to observe your various different personas without becoming attached to them so that you can foster this deeper understanding of your core selves so it's being able to step out step into the observer role to observe yourself and observe how your how Clay, what's Clay doing right now when he's on this podcast, you know, to have that sense of awareness of who I am, who am I being now as a podcaster doing these coaches notes, you know, so I'm one of the personas that I put on when I'm doing this is, is that of the philosopher of somebody who loves wisdom and likes to think about thinking. There's uh, Clay, the podcaster, who digs audio and likes the radio and imagines himself as a late-night radio disc jockey talking to the all the other lonely people out there <laughs> listening to their radios right now in the dark. Um, so you know, that's all the parts of if I was stepping back as I am doing right now and, and observing who am I being right now. So that's, again, the benefit of the sort of mindfulness and doing that in a non-judgmental way. Uh, another technique for pulling back the layers, um, and this is something that Jung emphasized, and it's about engaging with your unconscious mind because your unconscious mind can reveal things to you about yourself. You know, I talked about those 
blind spots that other people reveal to you. Well, your subconscious does the same thing, and it does it through dreams. Um, you could do it through active imagination, which is to can use in the power of your mind to explore uh, different aspects of yourself. You could do it, again, this is something that Jung was into, you could do it through archetypes and think about the various different collective the collective unconscious and the archetypes that support those and how you know, your behavior, how it relates to a particular archetype and then kind of what does that archetype mean or portray. And I've, you know, I've used, you know, tarot cards in the past for that very same thing, not for divination or trying to predict the future, but because these tarot cards have loads of symbology uh, embedded within them uh, that are archetypical relationships across time that by looking, drawing a set of cards and I'll sometimes just, you know, lay out three of them, just random, just as you would do a normal spread. But then as you are looking at the card, seeing what it reveals to you, what does it reflect back to you? I'd also do um, mandalas, which is another technique that I picked up from Young, which was, you know, you just throw a bunch of colored pencils and things and take a piece of paper, draw a circle, and then just, and that's sort of automatic formula, without thinking, just let your subconscious guide you to what color you pick up and what what you end up drawing inside of your circle and then interrogating that, because again, it's a, it's a mirror into the subconscious and you can learn some things from your subconscious mind, can reveal things to you or hidden aspects of yourself um, to help you gain insight into your, you know, the authentic core you. And the last one I'll talk about is around just sort of, you know, you could do it through seeking sort of professional guidance. Like, you know, there's a lot like psychotherapy um, is good. Um, Jungian psychotherapy, counseling, or, you know, if you don't want to go the therapy route, you can, you know, hire a life coach, Ooh, shameless plug, <laughs> a life coach to, again, act as that mirror for you to help you on this sort of journey of a process of self-discovery. Um, because one of the things that any one of those kinds of professionals do is because they're taking an, the outside observer space, they can help you to go to places that you wouldn't take yourself there because of resistance from your psyche or ego or what have you, um, and help you to see parts of yourself that you wouldn't otherwise be able to see because they occupy that third position as observer. Yeah, it's a big thing, you know. Who are we beneath these layers? You start peeling back these layers and you know, think about your different personas that you wear and which one of those is the authentic you. Um, and how are they change? I think that's another one because, again, they do shift and they change. And if he was to just peel away some of them and just get rid of them, what would happen? You know, if he just said, okay, I'm no longer going to be that um, and walked away from it. Um, 
then who would you be? I've done this other thought experiment that I thought was interesting, and that's is if, if you were to um, get total amnesia, I mean, you remember how to do the bodily things, you know, run, walk, you know, those kind of animal things, but you had no memory of who you are, where you come from, where you were born, none of that kind of stuff. Who would you be if you didn't have access to your past experiences, your memories, and that who, how would you know who to be in that instance if you woke up without your memory? Or do you, does it, do you, are you starting with a blank slate when people kind of wake up with amnesia and they just start doing stuff and people say, hey, I'm this, I'm that. Um, I don't know, I thought that's a neat um, thought experiment. Who would you be if you didn't remember who you were? Write that down and explore that. That's a good one to um, explore. So, okay, peeling back the layers, finding that authentic self, I think um, is a worthy part of this process of self-reflection, finding out who you truly are. I mean, just as you reflect on this podcast episode and just think about really how many of these personas that you are, you know, that are there inhibiting your, that are part of your body right now, your psyche. And, uh, you know, which one is the real you? Was that Slim Shady? Eminem? With a real Slim Shady, please stand up. <laughs> I could do that in the room right now. With a real, see, I was going to say, will the real Clay Lowe please stand up? Well, actually, will the real Clayton Lowe stand up if I even want to go to that place because <laughs> I don't even I don't even refer to myself as Clayton even in my head I don't just then my natural thing is my name is Clay I remember that my name is Clayton but um, I never think of myself as Clayton anymore I don't even know who he is anymore <laughs> I don't know who he is all right um, I'm going to because I'm going to get silly here in a minute <laughs> so and this is a very serious topic, but I'm, I've got that Friday feeling. Um, I can feel Friday tugging at me, making me want to be silly, uh, and I want to do that. So unveiling your core self, lifelong journey is not something that you're going to you know, be able to do all overnight. You do have to peel back the layers if you want to take that journey, work, work through those personas, um, and, you know, really try and get to that core. So who are you wanting to be? And I was looking at, um, and this is probably a topic for another uh, coach's notes. And as a um, book that I came across, well, actually there's an article I read and she was writing about um, the midlife crisis and, and that it's real and that it's not about an awakening, but, you know, but one of the things she was saying in there was to, you know, have a look back at all this stuff that you've accumulated and what can you leave and let go. Let it all go, but then you need to decide who it is that you want to be going forward, what it is you want to be, what do you value now and going forward, and then construct the second half of your life around the person that you want to be doing the second half 
as opposed to trying to relive, recreate, continue the person that you find yourself at, at now. And I thought that was interesting because while I'm not having a full-blown midlife crisis, one of the things that I am consciously working on here is letting a lot of stuff, just let that stuff go and and focus on who it is that I want to be um, going forward into this second half and really making a big push in that space. Okay. Hope you've enjoyed today's coach's notes. If you did, please do help me out here and like and share the coach's notes. Help me to grow this thing. And, 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 as I said in previous ones, you know, just the feedback, the dialogue, dialogue I love because I get to grow in that dialogue. So, yeah, if you got some comments, by all means, comment so that we could have a little bit of a dialogue which i love i'm a dialogue man that's why i love audio it's just um it's the best medium i know they say we're visual creatures but audio is the game man i love it (laughs) all right good people uh have a, a great rest of the day evening nighttime as you do whatever it is that you do remember think deeper live better